Side Talks Podcast. Welcome to the Side Talks Podcast. I'm trying to get something going. What's up, ding dongs? Boom, 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 oh, boom, We just boom, lost boom. every listener. No. No. Uh, it doesn't work when I do it, apparently. No. It, you know what we could do? We should start a, we should start a band like Pentatonix. <laughs> <laughs> side talk, side talk, podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I want oh, to be man. involved with that. This is the I, grossest, it. grossest interest, intro that we've ever done. Am I wrong, Brad? This is the grossest one. It's up there. It's, it's got to be up there, but we've said that so many times. <laughs> Let's shut up and start talking about movies. I'm Rachel bo, Morgan. Bo, 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 bo. I'm Corey Kraft. <laughs> It's definitely some of the weirdest noises you guys have ever Things made. Things are going I mean, I don't know great. How pentatonics does it. It's like I can tell that you don't. going with this shit i mean you're just you're you're I'm on a roll stretching those musical wings of yours <laughs> is what's happening oh uh, i went into the wrong profession i could have been singer like mariah carey that's right okay this is the section of the podcast where we do really visual shit on a very non-visual medium and i am doing something we've done before but i am throwing the beautiful scarecrow book your way so this is an amazing text. My goal here is to open this very, very thick uh, Scarecrow movie guide uh, to a random page. I'm going to put my finger on a random page, see what movie comes up, and see if it's something that either of us have heard of. I'm going near the back of the book. Why not? And I've landed on – oh, good Lord. Well, it's a movie that we've heard of. It's just – it's a long essay on Godzilla. Um, Which Godzilla? Uh, the classic Japanese nice. Godzillas. So I, I put my finger on an essay that's at a moment where it's talking about uh, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla from 1974, which is not a movie I've seen before, though I am familiar with Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Um, cool. How, Are they recommending it? I assume I, it's in, I assume it's in the so. Scarecrow Guide. Yeah, so I, I mean. How do you land on those Godzilla movies? Where do I land? Yeah. Is that something I don't that- love them. It's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. Like, I think he, Godzilla, he, Godzilla, is a cool character. Sure. But I don't get into the films. I, you know, as far as the classic ones go, the, the original 54 Godzilla, pretty cool. And I like elements of these American remakes, these more recent ones, especially the first Godzilla remake from 2014. Everything since then, you know, is is fun, but kind of empty calories like cotton candy, you know. Um, but I guess that like that's a good way to describe the entire franchise. What what I've seen of these movies, and I haven't seen a ton of them, uh, are very sort of cotton candy um, kaiju nonsense from from yeah. Japan. Um, there's a big Criterion Blu-ray box set of these movies that I don't own well, and, that's and shocking. i'm not really you know i i guess it's due to my own lack of interest in even sort of doing a deep dive into these movies maybe one day but there's plenty of other stuff i think i'm a little more interested in before i get to godzilla versus mecha godzilla and the subsequent sequel terror of mecha godzilla which came out a year later well 
At the same time, if you're interested in a random film choice via the Scarecrow Guide, that is indeed what we landed on. So take it or leave it. Mecha Godzilla, man. He's like Godzilla, but Mecha. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. So, Rachel, what have you been watching? (laughs) Wait. Record scratch! Rachel's not here. Rachel is running late to this recording session. And I'm going to be telling all of you listeners what I've been watching by myself. Brad, could you start the Masterpiece Theater theme song here? We need to class the joint up a little bit now that it's just just me. Now, I am going to be telling you what I've been watching free from scoffs and other sort of sarcastic interruptions. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. So let me start with the movie that would have drawn the most scoffs and sarcastic reactions. Avatar The Way of Water. Folks, I saw this new Avatar movie uh, after a previous five-minute fight on this program where I, where I took the pro on the first Avatar movie saying, um, I didn't like it at the time, but I bet I would now. Well, I rewatched Avatar, did indeed like it for all the reasons I surmised I would, and the sequel, folks, uh, might even be better. I saw it on uh, the IMAX 3D screen, uh, big special effects extravaganza with spatially coherent action, which is something that I have missed from blockbuster cinema. Uh, James Cameron is a madman. He um, is just going all out and making what I am sure will ultimately be the grandest space opera saga of the modern era with these Avatar movies, and I am here for it. This movie does some really boundary-pushing special effects stuff, especially with the underwater sequences, which will blow your mind, especially if you see it in 3D. So, so check that out on the biggest, loudest screen possible. I also uh, went to the cinema to see a movie we're going to be showing at the Sidewalk Cinema, knock on wood, hopefully pretty soon as of the time you're hearing this, Darren Aronofsky's new film, The Whale. Now, The Whale has been drawing uh, a lot of early release and pre-release discussion and criticism. I, I hesitate to use the word controversy, but if you want to, go ahead. Um for um, uh, elements of its central conceit. If you don't know what the movie is, the movie stars Brendan Fraser in a kind of remarkable comeback performance um, as a man in the last week of his life uh, because he is severely obese, uh, has congestive heart failure, weighs upwards of of 600 pounds, and is kind of um, living this cloistered, isolated life in a remote Idaho apartment building where he teaches online English courses. Um, Things kind of develop from there as he reconnects with his teenage daughter with whom he has been... um, estranged. Uh, That daughter is played by Sadie Sink of Stranger Things, and the movie also stars Hong Chow, who you might have just seen in The Menu, um, and Samantha Morton. Um, The Whale's pretty good. 
Um, it's not my favorite movie of the year. Um, Brendan Fraser is kind of remarkable in it, um, giving the character of Charlie a great deal of, of dignity and, and fostering this really moving empathy, uh, with this character and how this character ended up, uh, in the health circumstances in which he, he, he has, um, there is a reason that he's sort of secluded himself and sort of ate himself into this um, situation, which is gradually sort of expanded upon and revealed uh, as the film progresses. Um, So he's great. All the performances are really good. And, you know, it's based on a play uh, from a guy named Samuel D. Hunter, who adapts his own play uh, into this screenplay. So it does have this very sort of claustrophobic stagey feel. And I know that that is a Uh, something that a lot of people don't like with adaptations of plays. Uh, That's not something that traditionally bothers me. I do think some of the stagier dialogue is a little, uh, a little clunky here. It doesn't totally work, Uh, but the performances are good enough and the movie is paced well enough um, and shot kind of interestingly by Aronofsky um, to, keep it moving at a clip, even though it is kind of dark and kind of gloomy and kind of talky in a lot of ways. So look, I, you know, the, the whale will, I think, continue to draw conversation, especially into award season for how it may, um, treat its, its central subject. Um, but I think if you have any sort of interest in seeing it, you should see it for yourself and make up your own mind on this particular subject. It is not an easy watch. It's a very, very sad movie, but that is leavened with some, some interesting bits of, of humor um, and some really fantastic performances. So if you think this is a movie for you, I do recommend at least seeing it for yourself. Um, and then, you know, Rachel's not here to hurry me along, so I will just continue to draw this out and tell you about two other all-time classic movies I watched for the very first time. Um, I'm out for Christmas break. I am a school teacher at my day job, as I may have mentioned before. So how am I spending my, my holiday vacation? I'm watching a bunch of old movies, checking things off the watch list. And two that I checked off the watch list were from the great Hollywood studio director, William Wyler. I caught up with his best picture winning masterpiece from 1948, I want to say, maybe 1946. I don't know. This is kind of embarrassing. Don't look it up. Uh, The film is called The Best Years of Our Lives, and it's an ensemble drama about uh, three soldiers coming home from World War II and struggling to sort of acclimate back into civilian life. Um, It's kind of the template for all of those movies that have that basic sort of uh, description that I just gave it. Um, And, and for my money, the very best I've seen Uh, the three actors are Frederick March, who um, won best actor for this performance um, as an older sort of established banker who kind of goes off the deep end and drinks himself into a stupor because he can't quite, 
get back into the swing of civilian life. Then you've got Dana Andrews, who is this younger guy um, who was kind of a big shot in uh, the armed forces, but comes home and can't find work. He has to work these kind of demeaning low-level jobs, and he got hastily married before his deployment to a woman who, now that he's back and doesn't have much money on him anymore, um, is kind of losing interest in him. And then you have Harold Russell. Harold Russell the winner of the Best Supporting Actor uh, Academy Award, um, a non-professional actor. And the thing about this character and about Harold Russell as a performer, in uh, the war, he lost both his hands. So he has two sort of grapple hook things for hands. And, and of course, his character's arc is sort of struggling with that and and dealing with how people uh, look at him and think of him. And uh, it's a really, really wonderful movie um, that has more than earned its reputation as one of the very best of all time. The other William Wyler movie that I saw, and this is the last thing I'll talk about, I swear to God. Um, but the other William Wyler movie I saw um, is a little movie called Roman Holiday. Um, Y'all have heard of it. It stars uh, Gregory Peck. It's kind of the also um, big star-making introductory performance from Audrey Hepburn. She is a princess who is tired of doing the royal family thing, and while on um, – a trip abroad. She ditches her handlers and the ambassador for her country and such, um, and gets lost in Rome where she is, uh, picked up, um, and befriended by a semi unscrupulous journalist played by Gregory Peck, who sees dollar signs in an exclusive interview and, and, you know, long, um, day spent with this princess. So he, um, hitches uh hitches a ride with her or she hitches a ride with him and they spend a long day together touring rome uh does romance ensue well you'll have to watch roman holiday to find out i mean you've already seen it because uh, everybody in the world has already seen this movie except for me but I took care of that a couple days ago. Great movie, though. Really, really sweet. Really pretty. Um, the location uh, shooting on the streets of Rome circa early 1950s. Pretty pretty cool stuff. And then, of course, what can you say about Audrey Hepburn? It hasn't been said a million times before. Just a magnetic screen presence. And, uh, well, I've watched a bunch of other stuff, but I'll keep it with that. That's four pretty strong recommendations, two films you can see in theaters now, two films you can see pretty much anywhere else if you haven't already. So that is what I, Corey Kraft, have been watching. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. That turned into a thing. We're your own personal cinematic McRib and carrot raisin salad. Okay. Yeah. I remember the carrot raisin salad. That was something at the, what I like to call the fila chicken. Yeah. The Chick-fil-A had it. And uh, apparently it's been, it's been retired. R.I.P. And McRub goes in and out of retirement yearly, right? So they say. I mean, I think this time they were like, seriously, it's gone forever, guys. But I don't believe it, nobody, do you? Nobody no. does. No. So no. are you going to be McRib or are you going to be that old carrot raisin salad? Well, you're a vegetarian, so I'll let you have the carrots and the raisins. But I want to be the McRib. Okay, Jesus fuck. I don't oh. care. 
I'll be gross. Yeah, but they're both gross. They're both. At least, at least. Yeah, I mean, come on, you can't compare the the salad to (laughs) McRib. Yeah, like I can identify food in the salad. Like that's a raisin, that's a carrot. It's meat. Yeah. Shaped like it's got ribs in it's it. Our, that's bones right. In that's kind of what's cool about it from a vegetarian's okay, perspective. That's, that's it's fair. Like, that's fair. At least we're looking at ribs, you know. But you're I not. You're looking at m- meat paste shaped into a rib mold. There's only probably like two percent of meat in that, right? Or is it just uh, like the ground up? It's body? just it's like just tripe ground and ground up. Yeah, it's it's uh, like in the Simpsons, um, uh, ground up um, exercise mats. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think that carrot raisin salad and McRib are that in that far of a different universe in the sense that I could see some carrot raisin salad on a McRib. Like, I could see somebody That's being true. into that. That's almost like a coleslaw. It's like a slaw, yeah. Yeah, it's like a slaw on like a catfish sandwich. Anyway. It's got the wheels Ribs turning and raisins. A Sounds yeah. great. Hey. Let us know. Would you rather be the carrot raisin salad or would you rather be in the McRib? podcast at sidewalkfest.com make sure you direct those comments towards sam he will have no idea what you're talking about because he's not here today and it will go very well for us yep yep that would be funny um sidewalkfest.com oh first of all thanks brad thanks brad thanks to batwell studios thanks to batwell studios and sidewalkfest.com or at sidewalk film on social media where you can find what we're doing at the cinema get those tickets now come see a movie with us and thank you again for listening see you wouldn't want to be a Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.